Hope you have been a blessed Sabbath so far. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Sister Corinne. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Today we are going to be looking at the subject filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit. And there's a passage that I would like you to turn to. It's in the book of Joel, chapter 2. Joel, chapter 2, verse 28. Without cheating, without, without taking out your smartphone for a minute. Hold, hold, pause for a minute, pause for a minute. Tell me, tell me, if you haven't found Joel yet, which book came, comes before Joel? Which book comes before Joel? Hosea. Okay, th these are, these are, you know, pathfinders, Bible challenging people, see. Now you can pull out your smartphone. And, and to take the easy route to Joel. <coughs> you just have to tap it and it goes right there, right? You don't have to even turn the page anymore. Uh, before we open the word, let's, uh, let's, let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace and for your mercies. Lord, I'm not even worthy to stand before your people. So speak through me that your people will be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Chapter 2 of Joel, verse 28, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. That's a prophecy that Joel prophesied. And if you go back over to the book of Acts, you'll see the reference to the fulfillment of this prophecy. Filled with the Holy Spirit, we can see the disciples doing all kinds of miracles. And I was trying to find a story to illustrate the filling of the Holy Spirit. And some of you love stories. But I came up blank. I have no stories to tell you. We're just going to go straight into the Bible today. <laughs> But I thought about filling, and something came to mind about filling your until we phase them completely out, filling your car up with gasoline. You know, the day is coming when that's going to phase out. You do know that, right? You remember, the, you, you don't remember the horse and buggy. Do you? Any of you remember the horse and buggy? No. That was phased out years ago. Some people are still fighting that they want to keep this gasoline, but it's going to phase out too. Time just comes and time goes by and things change. Anyhow, that's filling your car up with gasoline. Many of you, if most of you, the children are in children's story and most of you drive, and so you will need to fill your car up from time to time. 
And sometimes you go to the gas station to fill up, and you put the pump in there, and it does not want to go in. Can anybody tell me why? No, it's not the rain gas. It's not diesel. Now the diesel will go in. It, the diesel will go right in. But you put the pump and you press it and it flash back up and don't want to go in. What happens? It is full with what, brother? No, not gas. With air. Filled with air. So you need to let the air escape out a little bit first. And then you should be able to pump it fine. If you didn't know that, now you know. That's the story. Say that again. That's on some cars. That's, that's correct, brother. And some cars. The new cars, some of them have automatic breather. But the design, they design it that way. They design it that way to keep the fumes from escaping into the atmosphere. To protect the atmosphere. That's why you have emission controls. And so all of that needs to be inside the tank to keep the tank pressurized. And you're not mechanics. Anybody here mechanic? You need to pressurize to make it flow. But it, the, the, the story is if it's filled with pressurized air, it will push that gas back out and it shut the, the handle off and you just have to wait till it calms down and then you can fill it up. And some of you like to drive an empty are close, as close to empty as you can get. I'm not going to ask you to put your hand up if you have ever run out of gas. But, fortunately in this country, a gas station is at every corner. So you should not be running out of gas. Shouldn't. It's the key word. So the Spirit of the Lord want to fill us up And if he fills us up, means we can't be filled with anything else. For the spirit to fill us, everything has to come out. That's the idea. The, the same thing, the same concept. If the ear is in the tank, it's not going to fill. If we are filled with something other than the Holy Spirit, we are unable to receive the full spirit. Or pouring of the Spirit. And we are going to hinder the work of the Holy Spirit. So as we look at some of these examples of the Spirit filling up the believers, the early Christians. If you go back into the Old Testament, you don't see a whole lot of reference of the Holy Spirit filling. But the New Testament is filled with the Spirit filling the disciples, the apostles, the believers, they're going out and they're doing great things. And that's what we want to cover today. We look in the book of, in the book of Mark, Matthew. Let's go to Matthew chapter 3, verse, verse 11. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. And that comes after 
What book does that come after? <laughs> I'm testing your, your Bible knowledge today. You're, you're, you're a pathfinder. Yeah, what comes before Matthew? Malachi, yes, yes. <laughs> so we said Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. Are you there? Are you there? So now we are seeing, we're in the New Testament. Jesus is now called on the scene. We, Matthew gave the genealogy in chapter 1, and now we are seeing that John the Baptist, we know he was a man filled with the Holy Spirit, and he is baptizing people, and he was just making a, a, the Holy Spirit noise and power come down on him, and he's doing great things. And here he is in, in, in chapter 3, verse 11. Matthew is saying that John said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So Jesus is now on the scene. John is saying he is going to baptize with not just water, but with the Holy Spirit and fire burns. So it's not just to keep it in. The Holy Spirit, when it comes upon us, we can't just sit quietly. Something is going to give when the Holy Spirit fills us up. So we see here, John is prophesying this, that he who is coming is going to be mightier than I. And we, we can go back into, into the, to the scripture, and Luke, Luke actually pulls out where John, it is recorded in Luke chapter 1. Let me pull that up. Luke chapter 1, it says that, Luke chapter 1, 15. He was, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. So here we are. John the Baptist was filled with the Spirit of God before he was even born. So he had the power before he was born. He knew his purpose. He was Destined to be the one to prepare the way for who? For Christ, for Jesus. And he knew his role and he performed his role extraordinary well. As we as, we as Christians, we must be filled with the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, our weakness will be powerless and our Christian lives, nothing but a burden. We might have learning, talent, and eloquence. But without the Spirit, we cannot experience life as God intended for us. We will not have the assurance of salvation. And will not know the joy that comes from serving the Lord. We need the Holy Spirit. I remember growing up, 
we used to have a book called Preparation for the Latter, Latter, Latter Rain. And I, I just want to welcome the pains this morning. I just saw Brother Byron and Sister, Sister Lynn there. Welcome, welcome. Glad to see you. And uh, Becky, welcome. Long time no see, but glad you're here today. But, you know, we, we are seeing back in those days, 20 plus years ago, 30 plus years ago, we were preparing for the latter rain. And I came to the understanding that the latter rain is being poured out. The latter rain is being poured out. Are we ready? That's, that's the question. Are we ready to receive the latter rain? Because it's being poured out, and the rain that is being poured out is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. So when you hear the word latter rain, it's a, it's a word in use of the Holy Spirit. The, the, the Spirit is being poured out, as Joel chapter 2, verse 28 predicts. And we believe that the disciples, they experience the pouring out of the early rain. So they had the initiation of this power that God is giving his church to complete the work. They initiated it. And we are going to what? Finish it. Only those who are prepared can receive it. It's not going to be poured out. This is the part that we have to really let sink in. The latter rain, the Holy Spirit power is not going to be poured out corporately. Corporately. Meaning, just because you're in the pew doesn't mean you're going to receive it. The Spirit of God must be received by those who are earnestly seeking to be filled with the Spirit. It's not a rite of passage. It's not an inheritance. It's something that we have to pursue on a personal level. Being filled with the Holy Spirit does not so much mean the process of more of him, but, sorry, let me, let me repeat that. Being filled with the Holy Spirit does not so much mean that we possess more of the Spirit, but that the Spirit possesses us. You know, there are some who believe that you have to do something special for us to have the Holy Spirit. The special thing that we need to do is make ourselves available. Make ourselves available. Only when we commit all aspects of our lives, the Spirit can fill us. And this is a daily, daily submitting. Daily committing. We are not filled with the Holy Spirit this week. And then next week we are not. It's a daily, daily fill infilling. Daily surrendering. Daily committing to be filled with the Spirit. I go back to the, 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 the filling. Jesus, we know John said he would be filled with the Spirit. And we saw that in, March, in Luke chapter 4 verse 1. When he was baptized, we saw that he was filled with the Spirit and he, 
it came in the form of a dove on him. So we see that literal. And you might be wondering, how do I, how do I receive the Holy Spirit? How do I receive the Holy Spirit? And we'll get to that in a minute. I just want to kind of highlight one thing that fascinates me about this Bible character. His name is Peter. Peter. He is a man that likes to speak. If you notice in, the, in, the, in all the interactions in, with Jesus, Peter is always saying or doing something. He's the man on the forefront. And we know that Peter denied Jesus. But that was before he was filled with the Spirit. You know, from time to time we find ourselves reluctant to speak for Jesus. Am I the only one? From time to time we've, we are reluctant to speak for Jesus when we have the opportunity to witness to someone. We have to pray and ask God to give us the power, the infilling that we will have the... Let's turn to this chapter here and see what, what Peter... Peter who denied Jesus, we can, we can see in Acts chapter 4... That Peter now is so bold that they arrested him and told him, do not say anything more about this Jesus. Be quiet. Verse 13 of chapter 4 of Acts, it shows here, and when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived Perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. They marveled. And they realized that they had been with, with Jesus. Now verse 8, back up a little bit. Verse 8 tells us why Peter got so bold. Look at verse 8. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people of Israel and the elders of Israel. Peter is no more timid. He is bold now. Tell me to be quiet about Jesus. I will say it even louder. The day is coming. When we are going to be told. What to do. How to worship. Let's not. Think for a moment that we can use our own strength to withstand those pressures. We will fail every time. We will deny Christ every time. But when we are filled with the Spirit of God, we can be bold. We can say like the Hebrew boys, I don't care what you do. I'm not bowing down to your image. 
Put me in the fire if you need to. Because I'm not bowing down. They did not shake. They did not. But they were filled with the spirit of God. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We can say and do things that people will know that. That is not Wilton speaking. That is not him. That is the power of God in him. So that's what we need to strive every day, praying God to fill us, empower us with his spirit so that we can do, stand up for him, speak for him. And, and the, the spirit will transform us, will transform us as we surrender our hearts to him every day. I must say this before I finish the sermon today. I don't remember ever preaching on this podium when the pastor is sitting in the pew. <laughs> pastor, you hold me one. <laughs> For God be the glory. Pastor, but you know, the pastors sometimes need a break. They do. They do. And, and, Praise God. He was last week. He was called on an errand. He he did his errand. Today he's able to sit back and and listen to one of his elders preach. Listen to one of his elders pretend to preach. So, as we look at the the the, 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 the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, how the Spirit can use us, ordinary people. We, we can, you can read through the book of Acts and you can see the, the record of how the Spirit used the disciples, the apostles, the deacons. Everyone who was called was used mightily for God. So mightily that they, the shadow of Peter, the shadow was healing people. Amazing. That's what the power of the Holy Spirit can do. When we allow him to use us, he can transform us. Sister Amy, I see you. Welcome. Good to see you. <laughs> Good to see you. Welcome. A long time no see. But yes, we, 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 are, we are so, we have the available power to us. And I, I've mentioned this before. You have the the outlet on the wall. The outlet is on the wall. But if you don't plug into it, what happens? It's of no use to you. It's just a decoration on the wall. Just a fixture on the wall. But when we plug in, then we can harness the power. And it's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. We have to be plugged in so he can fill us Empower us to do more than we can even begin to imagine. As a church, we need that. We need that. For us to do the work that is set before us. We see the world. If you haven't realized, the world is not getting any better. So I'm sorry to just blow up your bubble, but it's not getting any better. It's only going to get worse and this is prophecy must be fulfilled. Perilous time must happen. 
But we have a job to do as people of God. To tell the world there is a savior. There is a savior. He's waiting. But we need the power of the Holy Spirit to do that. We have tried PowerPoint. We have tried YouTube. We have tried Facebook. But as, as Zachariah tells us, it's not by might. It's not by power. It's not by, it is by the Spirit. So we could come up with all the technology that we want to come up with. If the Spirit is not in it, there's no true success. We may see some results, but we know that when the Spirit is in it, in one day, how many were baptized by, were baptized by the, the disciples? 3,000. One day. These were PhD disciples, right? These were ordinary fishermen. Uh, as, as, as these, these uh, scribes and Pharisees describe them, they are uneducated, untrained men. You see what the Holy Spirit can do? Uneducated, untrained. But they can speak and 3,000 people give their heart to Jesus. And if read the book of Acts to see all of the things that the disciples and the apostles and the deacons were doing because they were empowered. They were filled with the Spirit. They were able to do mighty things. Paul, in chapter 13 of Acts, when they went to this town, this sorcerer tried to shut them down. What Paul did? He said, you will not see the light of day until the season pass. And he was blind. He was blind, just like that. He's stopping God's work, and Paul said, no, you won't. You're blind until the season is past. So we see that the power is in the surrendering to the power of God, the Spirit of God. I'd like to give some takeaways before I finish. And I have three questions. Why do we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit? How do we receive the infilling? And what is the result of being filled with the Holy Spirit? So we, we, we can answer those real easy. Why do we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, I can tell you. One of them is to be guided, to be counseled, to be sanctified, to be empowered. How do we receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit? By accepting Jesus Christ, being baptized. He promised when we are baptized, we receive the Holy Spirit. But as you know, when you're baptized, it's not over. The journey has just begun. And who is watching you? 
The evil one is on your heels trying to get you to turn back, to give up. And so we need that daily asking, the daily repentance, the daily obedience to the word of God. So it's a daily, daily journey. It's not a one dip and you're done. It's a daily journey as we allow the Holy Spirit to transform our lives. I'm preaching to myself. What is the result? What is the result? Once we, are, we have been filled with the Holy Spirit, is it that we're just going to sit and have a nice chill session? I'm filled with the Holy Spirit now. I'm good. I'm just waiting for Jesus to come. As you can see from the examples in the scripture, when we are filled, something will happen. Something will happen. We will, first of all, let's turn to, and this is the final text, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. What book comes before Galatians? You guys are slow. You would have failed. You would have failed the class, the test. Second Corinthians, then Galatians, chapter five, verse sixteen. Galatians chapter five, verse sixteen. I say then, I'm reading from the, the New England, New New. The, the the New King James version. That's the one I'm using. I say, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It would be something abnormal for me to close this, this, this sermon and not quote something from E.G. White. Yes. So Desire of Ages, page 172, the Christian's life is not a modification or improvement of the old, but a transformation of nature. There is a debt to self and sin and a new life altogether. This change can be brought about only by the effectual working of the Holy Spirit. We can't do it on our own. It's the Holy Spirit who will transform us. The things that we find ourselves easily falling into and sinning against God the Holy Spirit can give us the power over that. But it requires something on our path. To surrender. To say, fill me with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Fill me. And we're, we're going to sing that hymn today. 
Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And, and the question today I would want to leave with you. How often do you pray for the Holy Spirit to fill you? How often? I pray and I hope that it's daily. Daily. Lord, fill me with your Spirit. Till I'm transformed in the likeness of Jesus Christ. So if it's your desire to be filled with the Spirit, I invite you to raise your hand. Show your hands. Praise the Lord. May God bless us and as we seek daily to be filled with the power of his Spirit. As we prepare our hearts to meet him when he returns. May God bless you. Hover over me, Holy Spirit, my trembling heart and broke. Fill me with thy hollow presence. Come, oh, come and fill me now. Fill me now, fill me now. Jesus, come and fill me now. Fill me with thy heart, Lord, present come, oh, come and fill me. Thou can fill me, gracious spirit, though I cannot tell thee how, but I need thee, gladly need thee, come, oh, come. And fill me now, fill me now, fill me now, Jesus, come and fill me now, fill me with thy heart, Lord, present, come, oh, come and fill me now. I am weakness, of weakness at thy sacred feet I bow bless divine eternal spirit fill with love and fill me now now Jesus come and fill me now fill me with thy heart Present, come, oh, come and fill me now. Thou been filled and saving, thou art fitly filling now. Let us pray. Our God and our King, our Father in heaven, we thank you for the promise of your Holy Spirit. 
Lord, empty us, help us to empty ourselves so that you can fill us with your spirit to do the work that is set before us. Cleanse our hearts, O oh Lord. May we feel the power that is available to us through the Holy Spirit is our prayer in Jesus' precious and mighty name. Amen.